Hey, welcome to the Saturn Sisters Astrology Show. I'm Shireen Vishmaya, and I'm with my lovely Saturn sister, Stephanie Iris Weiss. And, <laughs> and we're here together on Saturday, our favorite day of the week, of course, Saturn's Day. And we're finally coming back to you with our official podcast. Um, and we're really excited because this is our... Uh, public podcast that we're doing, but uh, many of you know that we've already actually started a um, really special um, new podcast project called the Audioscopes. And yeah. Stephanie, want to tell them about it? Yeah, yeah. So we decided um, to do something really unique, and we're sort of shocked that no one else is doing it, and probably other people are going to start doing it now. <laughs> but yeah, can you talk a little bit louder, love? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, so the one thing that does not exist yet um, in astrology podcasts, of which there are many, and there are many wonderful ones, and we love a lot of them, but no one is doing um, weekly sign-by-sign -sign astrology forecasts, um, which is something that you know we have done for years and years and years for a variety of different media outlets in writing, but we decided because you guys love to listen to us, <laughs> that it might be nice to hear us describing the astrology for each week for each sign. And we have designed this so that when you hear your Aries forecast or your Taurus forecast or your Gemini forecast going down through the line to Pisces, they will work for your sun, your moon, and your rising sign. And we're also doing a nice intro at the beginning just to tell you about all the aspects and how they are coinciding with some of the events that are happening in the world and um, the fun thing is that because we're not doing this for anybody but ourselves and our fans and followers we can curse and we can talk about sex that's my favorite part of this <laughs> <laughs> that's Steph's favorite of course <laughs> miss uh, eco sex um, yeah and we um, <laughs> yeah and we're, we're really excited to do it because I know so many people nowadays like get stuck in their cars driving and they just, you know, the whole audio thing podcasts have gotten so big. And I think a lot of us get tired of just being online reading all the time. So we thought this would be a nice break. But for those of you, of course, some people still prefer the written script. So what we're doing, which is really cool, is you get the best of both worlds. You're still going to get a written script of the transcript of the horoscopes weekly like you would have gotten with Loft. And you're also going to have your audio. So some people, you know, didn't want to have to fast forward to their sign or their friend sign or their moon sign or their rising sign. And you just want to get it right away and just read it. You'll have that option too. Yeah. But, you know, what, one thing I would just say is that um, it's a really, I mean, it's, it's a really exciting thing because we've also got a group forming, like we've got an amazing community of astrology lovers that are all in this inner circle now in this private forum and yeah. that's probably been the most exciting is that we're getting to know you guys and um we can have more in, you know one-on-one -on -one interaction which our public facebook page just doesn't really allow that kind of level of intimacy and you know we do some facebook lives and we do some other fun things to get to know you better and just to get feedback and everything from you so it's been a really exciting project and it's coinciding with us now also bringing you this public podcast which we're very excited about yes Exactly. Yeah. And the other fun thing is that in the forum, you guys are able to interact with each other and talk about how your weekly forecast is working out for you. <laughs> yeah, you can <laughs> like add books about Mercury retrogrades. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> 
actually, but this is a good segue into our, um, our weekly forecast and, uh, one, one last, uh, one last little announcement. The other exciting project before, and then we're going to definitely launch into all the, the big astrological stuff going on. Cause there's a lot happening this week, but we also don't want you to miss out on the Saturn school, Saturn return school. Our very first Saturn re return school is launching on Monday. Now the first class is not until Saturday, August. What is that? 25th, I think we decided. Yeah. Whatever that Saturday is in two weeks. Yes. <laughs> 24th. Yeah. Sorry. Saturday, August 24th is oh, one o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> but, but we're going to launch the play, the prelude. You can start as early as Monday. We're going to start the prelude energies on Monday. Yes. Coming Monday. So definitely jump in with us. If you want to get your Saturn return school, wisdom, mastery, personal mastery on, you can get all that. We'll put a link under this podcast. You can check out all the details. And anyway, without further ado, let's skip ahead to the yeah. what everybody's been waiting for the forecast. Yes. Exactly. So <laughs> the reason that we're launching all of this stuff right now is because <laughs> we have been in the a um, uh, 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 kind of a hell zone um, <laughs> of messy, awful astrology. I hate to call it that. I mean, you know, it's always about possibility, right, and potential. Mm -hmm. But um, eclipse season this year was so intense. For so many of you, we've been, you've been telling us, you know, what your life experiences have been like, and we're frankly not surprised mm -hmm. um, because this is, you know, we've been experiencing this eclipse cycle with, you know, both Saturn and Pluto also in Capricorn. So a lot of what's been going on for a lot of people, and, and by the way, it's, it's over now, right? So we're yeah. just... <laughs> we're, we're telling you about this in retrospect so you can you can understand a little bit about what's coming up in the near future and early in 2020. This is a really important thing that I hope that people will take away from whatever kinds of transformational experiences or loss or sadness or fear came up for them during the during the eclipse season um, is that a lot of this a lot of the stuff that's that we're processing karmically and we're letting go of and we're releasing, is preparing us for the uh, Saturn, Pluto, and Jupiter conjunction in Capricorn that's coming up in early 2020. So this is very much, you know, at the personal level and at the collective level, a lot of the really scary events that we've been seeing happen out there in the world, um, a lot of the trauma that we're all processing together as a collective, um, it's, you know, it really is about this um, ancient past uh, that we have, you know, that we're, we all have to work through together. Um, and I think very much, you know, we're really looking at the karmic imprint of the United States of America and how we all fit into that. Um, so that's going to be very much, you know, what's up for review again in early 2020. Not to say that, like, it's going to be as horrendous and awful and gut-wrenching as it's been. I don't want to, you know, scare you or upset you. But just to know that mm -hmm. processing everything you've been processing over the last few months is 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 healthy um to make you strong enough to to really like next level your life and next level our collective life starting in january of 2020 yes no that's a good point um and i feel like we are also i mean a lot of people have been asking about this whole lion's gate that we just came off of 8-8 and i've heard mixed reviews i mean there's always a lot of hype with these kind of things yeah 
all over the, you know, the, the gram. But I feel like, you know, if you're on the side of like, what kind of portal was that? I feel, I still feel miserable. There's like mass shootings going on everywhere. I mean, it's hard because we've got a pretty bleak collective backdrop. backdrop. So to be like, oh, it's all, you know, sunshine, roses, and love, and light, it's, you know, it's, it's not showing the full spectrum of what's happening. But that said, I do feel like there was a portal that did open. Um, and often when a portal opens, it, it just amplifies everything. So on the one hand, you may have yes. felt your heart cracked wide open for better or worse. And some people felt like, like you were saying, like all hell kind of broke loose. Mm-hmm. Whatever was unprocessed during the eclipse, I think was really coming up. I did hear of a lot of quite um, inspiring, you know, miracles, and I'm always down for that and always open for that. So I really try to take into account both sides of the, you know, the shadow side of everything too. But but I do feel that strength archetype was up. So depending on where you fall with the strength, like the 8th or 11th, depending on which tarot deck you work with, if you work with the tarot, the strength archetype is all about confronting addiction and confronting anything that would weaken your solar plexus or take you away from your higher self. So if you imagine, if you open up that portal, it's like suddenly you're faced with how far you are from self-love, self-possession, courage, um, and just ultimately strength. But it also shows how far you've come. So it's probably a mixture of both that you felt. And also it can be quite exhausting. I know on the day of the portal, I went to bed at 9.30, which is unheard of for me. The day of the portal was so striking to me because that was the day that we found out about um, what the Trump administration did to all of those families, immigrant families in Mississippi. And we, you know, the biggest trending video and story was of a little girl crying for her daddy. Um, and a lot of people, including me, you know, were just sort of like ripped open and, and crying. I think it, it, I think the portal also opened a lot of empathy. There were a lot of waves of empathy and love for that child, right? Like talk about the like archetype of Leo. Yeah. Um, yes. And, um, Good point. Yep. Yeah, it was, it's really, really powerful. And I think we're in a deeper level of understanding what we need to do personally and collectively. And yeah, and the portal brings a lot of people exiting the planet. Like we had the huge loss of Toni Morrison this week too, which was devastating. Yeah, definitely. But at the same time, the, the positive of that is that her message is like sweeping through, which I love. I kind of love the fact that, you know, her physical body might have left the earth, but her soul presence is stronger than ever right now, which I love. Oh my God. I love seeing yes, her post. It's so her. inspiring. I know. I was opening up her books and just like reading paragraphs as oracles the other day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, and, and I, so, 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 so let's put aside for a moment any bleakness. <laughs> and well, talk about an inspiration. I love her. I love her. What? She's such an inspiration. I don't think she's. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but you want to talk about Jupiter Direct, don't you? Yes, I do. <laughs> I know. I'm ready to leap into Jupiter Direct. I'm ready to All leap right. into Yeah, it's very exciting, which is tomorrow. We're making this on the, we're recording this on the 11th on Saturday. So we're on that wonky station. So many planets are shifting. It's called the wobble. We're in like three serious planetary wobbles, but I'll let Steph go full force. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Jupiter Direct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just on the wobble, though, before I talk about Jupiter, 
Okay. Um, a lot of people, including Shireen and I, right now, as we record this podcast, are experiencing what feels like Mercury retrograde. We know that it's not, right? Yeah, but Mercury's been direct since the end of July. We're just coming out of the shadow tomorrow as well. But um, Uranus going retrograde tomorrow night and all the wobbling is causing like computers to freeze and many things of that nature. So just don't be freaked out if that's happening for you. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, so tomorrow morning, um, I'm going to give you the time in a moment. Um, let's I've see. got it. What do you want? Jupiter direct time? Yeah. 937 AM Eastern Easter. time, Jupiter direct. So, um, for the last five months, Jupiter has been retrograde, slowed down. Jupiter, the planet of bigness, expansion, um, it's considered the planet of luck, but you know, just more so it's, it amplifies everything it touches. So wherever right. it is, chart, it makes it bigger. Um, and it's been, it's been retrograde. Uh, it's also, it's in its home sign of Sagittarius. So it's even more powerful since last, went in in December last year, right? Uh-huh. Um, and it stays, uh -huh. it stays in uh, Sagittarius until this coming December, until it joins the party in Capricorn with all those other planets. But um, now that it's, it will be direct as of tomorrow morning, wherever it is in your chart, expect major expansion and amplification in that area of your life. And a reversal of fortune. I mean, like positive or negative. It's interesting because some people prefer the yes. Jupiter retrograde, depending on how you have it natally in your chart. But yes. just expect like a reversal. Think of the Wheel of Fortune archetype where it's like the spinning of the wheel. So if you were on the bottom... The, the wheel's spinning again. You might end up on the top. If you were on the top, it might spin. You might be on your way down. Hopefully, you're on your way up. Most of us should be on our way up now, but depending on what Jupiter... Jupiter is a, another wise teacher like Saturn. Jupiter teaches us through extremes, though. Instead of contraction, Jupiter teaches us through big expansion. Right, exactly. And Jupiter, like, you know, we, we think of... we You know, there's sort of this, like kind of astrology meme like Jupiter's positive and it's luck and it's auspiciousness and yes it can be those things but again right. like if it touches something that's not great it, it can expand that thing that is not great like a yeah. classic thing is like when Jupiter goes over your ascendant you can gain weight right so I say that everybody people don't like that transit what people don't like that transit I know no. <laughs> Or if Jupiter's on your moon, it can either make you feel amazing or it can make you feel a little bit manic and it can make you, it can bring, you can feel too emotional. Yes, true, true. Yeah, and it all, and honestly, like this is why it's always good to get a, an actual reading of your natal chart because this yeah. all the factors. There's so many subtleties and you have to look at the aspects and you have to look at your natal placement, if it was retrograde or not, and if your Jupiter exactly. was strong dignity and blah, blah, blah. Exactly. But yeah, that's, that's why it's, yeah, it, there's no like hard or fast with any of these things. Exactly, exactly. But generally, Jupiter is happiest when he is, well, not happiest, but he's happy when he is in Sagittarius. He's so so, yeah. he's so the next couple of months, wherever Jupiter is in your chart or whatever it is that you want to expand or grow bigger, um, focus on that between now and December when it goes into uh, Capricorn. Yeah, and let's, let's just talk real quick since we're not too far away from a really beautiful, powerful... Uh, aspect that we had which I think was one of the probably one of the more beautiful ones of the month was yesterday if you happen to notice um as the moon was applying to Jupiter that was of course very lovely uh moon and Jupiter and Sagittarius but then we also had this really beautiful um sun in Leo with Venus making this beautiful trine 
to oh, the Jupiter. So there that's was, there, that's like that opened a creative spark, right? That was beautiful. That was really beautiful. And it was over the course of a couple of days because um, it actually, uh, it, what did it do exactly? I remember. So yes, well, the sun trined Jupiter and then, um, and then Venus trined Jupiter, right? So that was. Yeah. Beautiful. And then the moon, it was like, there was this really nice confluence. It was Venus day. And then there was like this Venus we had this beautiful Venus moon trine, which is yeah, that was a that was a nice Venus Venus moon Jupiter energy. Yeah. So basically, it was like a feel good, money happy, good times yesterday. <laughs> Depending on your chart and where you know, I mean, that's the thing. Like you know, that's why weekly forecasts are great because you know it that you know Venus where it hits your chart, where it hits your sign, you know <laughs> where it's kicking it up. Coming up in the in the weekly forecast that I'm working on right now, um, we have next week on Wednesday, uh, the sun is conjunct Venus. So um, if you got like a sweet dose of something, cash or romance or something last week, or like thought yeah. you could touch it but didn't quite do it, you'll be able to do that next week. Yeah, and we're still in this nice waxing moon phase. So take advantage of this week because always as the moon is getting closer to full, it's like we're in that building up upward swing phase. So there's yeah. this strong Jupiter energy. I would say Jupiter is probably the dominant energy of the week. Um, but then it's interesting because as we get to, it's kind of got to share the energy, I would say, with Uranus because we've got that full moon. Oh, sure. Yeah. Now Aquarius has that dual rulership of Saturn and Uranus, but Uranus is stationing same day as Jupiter. So we should talk about that because the Uranus station, it's interesting, we've got Jupiter going direct and Uranus going retrograde just, you know, later in the day. Yeah, it's crazy. It's relatively rare. Yeah. Um, and, and Mercury and Mercury changing signs. Three major yes. things happening in the same day. So, so much. Yeah. Tomorrow is like a blowout day. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people are already starting to feel it right now. And even, you know, like late. Today's a wonk. Today's yeah. a wonk. Yeah. So, yeah. So Uranus retrograde. So I think one of the important things to consider, um, Uranus is going to be retrograding on, I'm checking the degree. So we, the story of Uranus is, that he uh, first went into Taurus in, what was it, May of 2017, I think? Um, yeah, it was last spring, and then he came back around. He's back there now. October, retrograded, went back into Aries, and then um, in this, this year in uh, March, he finally went back into Taurus, and he's been there ever since. So um, this is his first retrograde of the year. Yep. And he will be stationing tomorrow at six degrees of Taurus. So one of the important things to, if, you, if you're a Taurus, if you're an early Taurus, or if you're a Scorpio, early Scorpio, um, or Leo or Aquarius, you're the one who's been feeling this Uranian vibe the most. And it can be honestly quite jarring especially at the beginning, a little bit like you can't help but like stick your finger into an electric socket over and over and over again. A lot of anxiety and, you know, heart palpitations and it just can just be like an overwhelm of that constant kind of electric energy. Um, but eventually you get used to it, right? You get used to, you, 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 you process it, you get used to it, and you're cool with it. If you're experiencing it for the first time, depending on, you know, what degree um, your, your uh, sun is in, um, or other planets, if they're close to any of those points that I just mentioned, um, the retrograde can provide a little bit of relief. Um, and again, this depends on the exact degrees in your natal chart, but 
you know, like if it just started inching up on you and you just started feeling all of that anxiety and craziness because you don't know what's happening, uh, the retrograde can like take the onus off of you for a short period of time until it goes direct again. So it could feel good for some of you. Yeah, definitely. And I think that um, all of us, we have to watch our nervous systems because whenever Uranus shifts, we get a little more anxious, our nervous systems get tweaked. And the fact that Uranus, which is connected to the nervous system and Mercury, which is connected to our nervous system and our lungs and our breath are both shifting. We need extra calming, deep breaths. Um, A lot of people are breathing enough so it's really important to just like even if you're not aware of it just right now all of us maybe we could like take a deep breath together <laughs> we need more than that but that that's a good idea <laughs> but just a reminder it's always good to have one yeah yeah just to take one deep breath and also um the big news is in addition so we've got the Jupiter stationing we talked about and the Uranus station, but then Mercury, even though he's not changing direction, he is changing signs. So he's leaving cancer finally, but he's going back to where he started before the retrograde. So before he went retrograde um, back in July, he was in Leo and he, um, he started retrograde at four degrees Leo. So Technically, he's not clearing his shadow yet, but at least he's out of cancer. At least he's out of where he spent most of the retrograde. He's leaving cancer, which is a big shift. But to be clear, he's not actually um, out of the full shadow until the 15th. Yeah. The full moon, which is interesting. Right. So that will be actually a really powerful full moon in many ways. I think that there will be... A culmination. Yeah. What? It's definitely a culmination. Yes, for sure. Um, so it's a, it's a release in many ways. So this, let's talk about the full moon in Aquarius a little bit. Um, well, let's just actually, I just want to say one more, add one more thing to what you were saying about, um, the retrograde shadow and, you know, having started in Leo and then went back into cancer. This is, you know, so stuff, stuff that has been going on for you, um, in the communication realm or in the house that Mercury has been occupying, um, for you since really late June, um, that stuff could come up for you again right now um, in a way where something is finally, even though Mercury went direct back on July 31st, right? So that, you know, that should ostensibly end the glitchiness of Mercury retrograde and the problematic stuff and, you know, it's okay to sign contracts, et cetera, et cetera. But um, if there were still secrets that you didn't know the answers to, or if something confused you, or you got a message that didn't make sense, um, now, this week, coming up between now and the full moon, when we get this deep lunar release, um, you may get sort of like that secret may be revealed. That very often happens at the very end of a Mercury retrograde yeah. show. And there's a, there's a, Another story going on, which is interesting, or another kind of confluence, which if you think back to the new moon on the 31st, which was the day Mercury officially stationed direct, that new moon in Leo on July 31st, this full moon in Aquarius on Thursday is the follow-up to that. So it's the full moon cycle. It's the two-week follow-up full moon cycle. So there, there probably was something that, some seed that was planted, you know, on that new moon two weeks ago that you might want to think back, what was happening? What were you thinking about? 
um, what were you processing post-eclipse season, post-retrograde? Because I was saying that that eclipse was really kind of the rise and shine out of the whole stormy weather of the Cancer Capricorn eclipse season. But whatever started as a reveal then, like what Steph was just saying, I think at this full moon, it's going to be full illumination. And the Aquarius full moon gives us a chance to finally step back and see the bigger picture detach and actually not react in a dramatic way, but see it like with that discernment and that, that ability to um, use the highest quality of our intellect. Yes. It's all about being rational. Yeah. And, and to take a unique, innovative approach to whatever the problem was, you know, suddenly you might be like, Oh my God, why didn't I think of approaching it this way? And you'll have that aha or that epiphany. That's the beauty of Aquarius full moons, right? Yes, totally. And also seeing it through the lens of all of humanity, which is really what Aquarius is all about. Yeah. The the humanitarian aspect. That's right. I hope we see some beautiful coming together of groups and communities and um, you know, like, we're all in this together kind of approach rather than divisiveness and. Oh God, we need it. Um, yeah. And the other part of this, that's it's always interesting to look back, not just to two weeks before, but also six months ago, right. When we had the, um, yes, the, the uh, new moon in Aquarius. Moon, oh, so, right. so full moons, lunar cycles work in both ways in these two week cycles and also in these six month cycles. So you could think back to like last February, I guess it was when we had that. Um, I'll tell you the exact date. Let's see. When did we have that full moon, that new moon? Um, 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 um. Our new moon in Aquarius was February 4th. So anything that was going on for you around that time could be coming to some kind of culmination depending on um, house position for you with a, where you're where your Aquarius is in your chart. Yes. And um, I feel like this is a time when you may also want to consider, since Saturn's kind of in the backdrop of this, and of course we're the Saturn sisters, and we love to talk about Saturn. Um, (laughs) Saturn is the traditional ruler of Aquarius, so we also want to look at what's going on with Saturn right now. And this really is the summer of Saturn in so many ways. It really is. Saturn K2 and Capricorn, Saturn K2, Pluto and Capricorn. It's just been so intense. Um, So that, I think that karmic story that's been in the background, all that karmic reckoning and shadow, deep shadow work, and really having to face like all the inner and outer demons, you know, because Capricorn's a devil archetype in the tarot. So we're all having to really face the shadow. And that is still going on. We don't want to like overlook that. That's we're not out of that Saturn Pluto K2 energy. I mean, like we said, no, it's in January, but we're not really out of the exact Saturn K2 until K2 is also South Node. Sorry. That's just another name for it, um, which gives it a little bit more of its mythological side. Sorry, that's my phone crashing to the floor um, until October. So, you know, when they're in Saturn and the South Node are still neck and neck really clearing out all these deep karmic patterns that's going on in the backdrop of everything right now. Yes. And having Pluto there as well, you know, I mean, talk about like clearing karma, dealing with karma. Yeah. Um, we're not Pluto's a little bit kind of, distanced, but now yeah. Pluto, Pluto's kind of stepped, they kind of stepped back from Pluto now, but he's still hovering, I guess. No, I'm so, just talking about being in Capricorn. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Pluto's been in Capricorn since 2008. I mean, that's, that's like, exactly. wow, that's a long, that's a long haul for Capricorns. In yeah. the underworld, they've been in the underworld since 2008. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all of us have been in a lot of ways, and we've been oh, yeah. slowly Collect. through this crucible, and it's coming to culmination. That's what I think is, um, maybe we can like end with, with this, um, uh, you know, we're approaching, we, we have been, Pluto's been in Capricorn since 2008, as Shireen just mentioned, and all of the events that we've had, you know, globally as a collective have sort of shown us what uh, we're supposed to be processing in so many different ways. Like we had, you know, it began with the financial crisis and then we had the Arab Spring and we had Occupy Wall Street and we had all of the, you know, horrific killings of, of, of black men in cities by cops and Black Lives Matter. And, um, and then, you know, over the last couple of years, basically we're living through fascism um, and this is all Pluto and Capricorn in the background and this eclipse season, through, what? I think it's kicked in because of Saturn and Capricorn because Pluto has been there the whole time, but now we've got, oh, yeah, no, 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 I'm saying like Saturn brought it out, Saturn yeah, yeah. Brought, out, brought out the fascism, the black Buddha fascism in a way to force us to deal with it. To Pluto's deal with the shadow, like, the shadow, because yeah. it's always been in the background. Yes. Exactly. It never really died. It's just, it just was like, it's just coming out into the light now. Right. And that's why Saturn is so awesome because like, even though he's, <laughs> it feels like something more horrible than we've ever experienced before. Um, Saturn is like, look, I'm showing you what to do. I'm showing you what this is. You can't hide from it anymore. You can't pretend this is not a thing. Um, the way that Saturn does makes everything sort of like stark and practical yeah, and the solutions just like what he does in the Saturn return. He turns, gives you a crisis so that you can become better. Um, and he's doing that now for humanity working in concert with Pluto, clearing all that karma. And the South node. Yeah. Clearing out some really, some really heavy karma. Yeah. I mean, and that's actually a good, so if you want to wrap it up here, we want to make sure, yeah, so this we were saying we would let you know a little bit more about the Saturn school at the end. And the, the Saturn return school is going to be really delving deep into the Saturn and Capricorn theme. So even if you're not having your first or second or maybe third Saturn return. <laughs> um, if we got third Saturn returners in their 90s in this, I would be sorry. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, if anyone makes it to their third Saturn return, it's going to be a Saturn and Capricorn person. Yeah. Um, they're like totally the... Oh my God, longevity. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. But um, even if you're not in your Saturn return, it's a great um, opportunity to really delve into the lessons and the teachings and the mastery potential of this time with Saturn and Capricorn. If you're yeah. in your Saturn return, even more so because you're being, you're like right in the thick of it and this, you're probably yeah. feeling the crisis, but we're all, if you want to do the work and you want to make Saturn an ally and not an enemy and, and become more deeply conscious of what is happening, both, you know, the way the collective is mirroring back what we're going through internally on a personal level, we would really love you to join us because we're going to go really deep into these issues and we're going to for seven days because that's a Saturn number we're going to really be working on all the Saturn things you can, you can read about all the stuff we're going to be doing with the rituals and it's going to be in real time too so yeah yeah and I mean for that generation we want all you know all as Shereen just said we want everyone who's you know um 
in their first or second or third Saturn return to join us, or even if you're if you just want to work on these issues, you can join us too. But particularly um, the millennial generation, people born in 1989, 1991, the people who were born with that triple Capricorn signature, um, Saturn, Neptune, and Uranus, um, are the people who wow, you know, your generation um, really are Capricorn superstars in so many ways. Um, you know. What? We're counting on you. Yeah. You guys are, I mean, you basically came here to save us, right? Like our idea is, you know, AOC is a good example of like someone who's doing like a kick ass example of how you do your Saturn return. She's doing it exactly right. That Saturn and Capricorn person. Um, and so you guys, you know, are, are shouldering so much. Like you really are walking around with this like boulder of what's happening to humanity on your shoulders right now. But part of what this, our Saturn school will do is show you how freaking strong you are. <laughs> um, that you don't even realize that you are, that like this, you, you think you can't carry it, but you can, you possess all the tools too, just inherently. Yeah. Uh, and we'll teach you how to access them. Yeah. So check it out. Um, we'll put a link on the bottom of this podcast and we hope you'll join us for the, uh, your personal weeklies too. get in the inner circle. If you like this podcast and, but you want to know more about how all of the stuff we just talked about is going to affect your sign. Definitely don't miss out on the, the weekly audio scopes. Yeah. The script is almost cooked and it's going to be uploaded by Sunday evening. Next 24 hours. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for listening and for reading and for just staying in our lives. And, um, <laughs> happy Jupiter Direct, everybody. Yeah. Happy Jupiter Direct. <laughs> Bye.